Shadows with Jordan. Welcome back to another episode of Into the Shadows. Today, we're going to dive into shadows of the guilt wound. Now, if you have this wound, it can show up in your life as always feeling sorry or bad. You never ask for help, or if you do, you feel like a bother. You are afraid of setting boundaries or always letting people break them. You guilt and shame others through manipulation. You typically attract people in your life that make you feel guilty, or you, in fact, make them feel guilty. (laughs) When I read this wound, I was like, damn, check, 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 check. (laughs) Like, shit, I absolutely have every single one of these. You see, I'm a people pleaser through and through. I want to make people happy, and when I feel like I can't achieve that, I have major fucking guilt. This obviously stems from childhood and my trauma. If I was a good girl, I wouldn't get abused, screamed at, or spanked. That left me always walking on eggshells and ready to go with an apology of, I'm sorry, so hopefully I wouldn't get punished. If you ever hear me now, I still, to this day, say sorry for any inconvenience or small thing that might make someone upset. When we moved back to Connecticut, the apartment we moved into was filthy. Like, to the point, I never put Skylar on the floor for the first week we lived there. My aunt and cousin were so kind to help scrub and clean the apartment And every two minutes, I said, I'm sorry. Oh my God, I'm so sorry. Over the course of probably that whole weekend, I said, sorry. My aunt actually had to pull me aside to say, you know, you can stop saying sorry. We're family. We're here to help. But I couldn't help myself. I honestly felt so fucking uncomfortable that they were helping me. Not only was the apartment disgusting, but not a lot of people helped me in my life. Probably because I stopped asking, and I never do anymore. I feel like a bother, a leech, an inconvenience to others. Of course, this stems from when I actually asked for help, and it typically was thrown back in my face and used against me. People have manipulated me asking for help and used it to shame me in order to break my boundaries. I would feel guilty for asking and ashamed that I needed help in the first place. The cycle of blame and shame in order for me to feel guilty for asking for help is the exact reason I have trust issues and would rather do it myself than be caught dead asking for help. But I have to say, as I write this episode, I can see how I too use guilt. There are plenty of times as a mom and a wife, I will say things and sometimes I sound like a goddamn broken record. There are a lot of women listening to this podcast that absolutely understands what the fuck I'm talking about and knows this feeling very well where you say things on repeat over and over and over again, 
and that very thing you have been fucking repeating happens. (laughs) When this happens, I say this very phrase every single time. See? This is why mommy says X, Y, and Z. See? This is why I say X, Y, and Z. That, my friends, is a blame, shame, and guilty phrase. And I just realized how often I say this phrase. Now, some psychologists say having a well-behaved child is really a big red flag. And it's a sign of people-pleasing. Now, I know from my own experience This is exactly right. I was a well-behaved child, people-pleasing. When I look at my daughter, who is super well-behaved, and I wonder, is it because of this phrase? Is she people-pleasing? Has this phase guilted her into people-pleasing? Is there other things that I'm subconsciously saying or doing that I'm not aware of? Because like I said before, part of my people-pleasing was tied to abuse. But we don't do those things to her. We don't even put her in time out. So what am I doing or what is she feeling? Of course, I always feel like I'm doing something wrong and that is what this unwanted guilt wound does. My husband doesn't think she's people-pleasing. Because she does, of course, have moments where she expresses how she feels and when she's upset. He thinks we just have always allowed her to feel her emotions and try to label them. So she does that now. Plus, we barely feed her foods that have any food coloring that would affect her behavior like other kids. Which is true. I've never seen a kid pick fruits and vegetables over candy. But she does. Obviously, we can't keep all food coloring out of our diets. But because we eat fruits and vegetables with every meal, and for snacks, we have eliminated the chances for them to really affect us the way they do to most families. If you have no idea what I'm talking about, Dr. Rebecca Bevins, I think that's how she pronounces her last name, did a wonderful TED Talk about the effects of artificial food dyes. In the TED Talk, she talks about how food dyes affect her son's behavior and how they studied her son. He could even feel the effects of it happening and being able to voice it. It's definitely a great TED Talk, and everyone should really go watch it. I'll link it in the show notes below. But she went on to say... Fred 40 made him hyperactive, gave him migraines, impulsiveness, fidgeting, gave him brain buzzing effects that were quite similar to ADHD. And this would last one to two days in his system. Green number three gave him mania, hyperactivity, a feeling of euphoria, similar to being bipolar or similar to having bipolar disorder. And that would last 12 hours. Blue, number one, made him irritable, moodiness, gave him fatigue, and that would last 24 hours. Yellow, number five, and number six gave him anxiety, aggravation, aggression, defiance outbursts, and suicidal thoughts. 
this all was similar to oppositional defiant disorder and contact disorder, and this would last in his system up to five days. Now, could you imagine if you're eating this dye constantly in everything, all day long, every single day? Now, you wouldn't think that these dyes would be in anything or in absolutely everything, but they are. They're not only in just the things that we eat, but they're in everyday items, candles, toothpaste, vitamins, shampoos, and soaps. Our skin is the biggest fucking organ, and it's in everything that our skin could absorb. So... Could it be just because we're watching what dyes she has in her system? Or is she becoming a people pleaser because I'm sounding like a broken record all the time? I'm honestly not sure. But what I can tell you is now that I see this wound as my shadow, I'm totally going to work on it. So if it is her people pleasing us, we can shift that shadow that she has created for herself and recorrect it. But what do you think? Let me know your thoughts.